Chuck looked at the clock on the wall and then at the door. Though the hands on the clock had changed in the past 20 minutes, the number of the people in the room had not. Six men still occupied three widely separated tables in Uncle Ben's saloon. Why does he want to meet us? Justin asked. Well, I don't know, Chuck said. He didn't say in the note. He just asked us to be here at nine. How long should we wait? Justin said. Well, let's give him another ten minutes. It's 9.20 now. Chuck finished his whiskey. He didn't know why Wyatt Fitzpatrick had requested a meeting in this quiet watering hole near Market and Tenth, but he figured he must have a good reason. The shipping tycoon hadn't made a fortune by wasting other people's time. He didn't waste much more of the Townsend's time. At 9.22, Wyatt entered the saloon, which had more spittoons than patrons, and walked slowly to Chuck and Justin's table. "'Apologize for my tardiness,' Wyatt said. Please let me make amends by buying a round of drinks. Chuck and Justin held up their empty glasses and looked them over and exchanged nods. Bring a bottle and we'll call it even, Chuck said. Fair enough, Wyatt said. Wyatt walked to the bar. He returned to the Townsends a moment later with a tumbler and a bottle of whiskey from a local distillery. He placed his rain-soaked jacket on the back of the chair, sat down, and filled three glasses. I see the weather's gotten worse since we arrived, Chuck said. "'Storm season's upon us, Mr. Townsend,' Wyatt said as he placed the whiskey bottle on the edge of the table. "'I imagine we'll see much worse before it's over.' "'You have no idea,' Chuck thought. Chuck sipped on his whiskey. I "'Appreciate the drink, Wyatt, but would you care to tell us what this is all about?' Chuck said. Wyatt smiled sadly and pulled an envelope out of his jacket. He opened the envelope and placed the content on the table for the others to see.' What this is about, my friend, is this, Wyatt said. What's that? Chuck asked. It's the final report of a private investigator in San Francisco. I contacted him shortly after granting you that first interview. I'd forgotten I'd done so until this came in the mail today. You checked us out? Chuck said. I did, Wyatt said. Though I instinctively trusted you and your son, I thought it prudent to learn more about you before sharing the secrets of my life and the Gulf Star Line. Chuck sank in his chair. Well, what did you learn? Chuck said. I learned that my trust in both of you was apparently misplaced. The investigator found no evidence that a man named Charles Townsend had worked for The Courier or any other San Francisco publication. He found no evidence that you had ever lived in that area or that Justin had attended a college in California. In short, gentlemen... He found no evidence that you exist. I see, Chuck said. I'll not tolerate a liar, Mr. Townsend, if that is your real name. I will, however, offer you a chance to explain yourself. I want the truth, and only the truth. Chuck sighed. He glanced at Justin, who stared back with a what-do-we-do-now eyes, and then at another table, where two men talked quietly. He had feared that this moment might come but he had not expected it to come so soon, and certainly not, after he had apparently earned the trust of the man he came to save. Chuck considered his options before responding. If he lied again about the man he was, or why he had come to Texas, he would risk undoing all the progress he had made. If he told the truth, he would risk even more. Then he remembered something he had put in his jacket, something he had used just that morning, and decided to play it straight. All right, if you want the truth, then I'll tell you the truth, Chuck said. Just remember to bring an open mind to this conversation. You're going to need it. Please continue, Wyatt said. Chuck 
paused to collect his thoughts one last time. When I spoke to you earlier about my past, I didn't lie, at least not in spirit. I really am a former reporter from San Francisco. Justin really is a college student. We really did board a train in Los Angeles and come to Galveston to research you and your company. Wyatt slid the report towards Chuck. My investigator says otherwise. Your investigator searched in the wrong place, or rather, the wrong time, Chuck said. He would have found us easily had he looked for us in 2016. Beg your pardon, said Wyatt. We're time travelers, Wyatt. We're two men who haven't yet been born or made their mark on the world, at least not this world. We walked through a time portal in Los Angeles seven weeks ago and came to Texas with the sole purpose of saving you from a hangman's noose. 